Merry Christmas, Valley Point. I hope your celebration is filled with joy and warmth and, of course, light. I want you to know that you are loved. My prayer for you is that God will ignite in your heart a love for him and a love for others. Let's begin with the question. Ready? I want you to think about this. Here's the question. Could you use some Christmas this Christmas? Could you use a little Christmas this Christmas? You know, Christmas can be described as giving, joy, kind acts, Advent, and sacrifice. Christmas is also captured in family and gingerbread houses, Christmas trees, cookies, lights, carols, mistletoe, Rudolph, and of course, holly, jolly Christmas, right? All of these things and more describe Christmas. Many people enthusiastically say that this is the most wonderful time. I'm not going to sing the rest. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's Christmas. But this year brought many challenges. And perhaps you're thinking, I could sure use some Christmas this Christmas. I believe that's possible with the right perspective. So let's take just a few moments and think about perspective. And do this. Allow these words to encourage, okay? Now, if you're watching this because your parents are making you watch or your spouse or your friend is making you watch, I get it. I'm glad you are here with us. So hang in there. As you hear these words, allow them to bring some joy. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, we find some amazing words. Here's what we read. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. These words here were written by the Apostle Paul many years ago. Paul was a teacher, a leader, and a writer. He was someone who loved Jesus and was a bright light for him. And he's basically saying here, you know, the reason I'm doing this, the reason that I am teaching and leading and writing and helping churches is because of God's work in my life. Paul knew that God had dispelled the darkness in his life by illuminating his heart with the gift of Jesus. Paul knew that, and he wanted to share it with others. And that's why he says, back to our text, For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts, so we could know, so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Christmas is many things. It really is. Ultimately, though, it is God's story. And I think that is important to remember. 
Christmas is God's story of sending his only son into a dark world, and his arrival brought light. Have you ever noticed when hearing the Christmas story that there are references to light? There's light everywhere. Luke's gospel talks about the shepherds who were just doing their job. They were guarding their flocks of sheep. That was their work. And their job was interrupted. This is what Luke tells us. Their job was interrupted by angels who appeared. And Luke tells us that the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Light. The word radiance that Luke uses has the idea of to shine around. See, Jesus was born. And light. Matthew's gospel talks about the wise men in search of Jesus. They wanted to worship him because they saw his star as it rose. Light. It's interesting because before we celebrate Christmas Day, there is another event that we tend to not like as much called the winter solstice. We don't generally like this day because it marks the fewest daylight hours within a 24-hour period in the Northern Hemisphere. It's known as the shortest day of the year. That's why we tend to not like it as much, because there's not a lot of light. This year's winter solstice, the point where the sun is lowest in the sky, took place on Monday, December 21st. Think about this. As we approach celebrating Christmas, we are coming out of a day where we had the fewest daylight hours. The light is now increasing. In just a few moments, we will light the final Advent candle. It's known as the Christ candle and represents the arrival of Jesus. With the final Advent candle burning, there is more light. In just a moment, in many of our homes, in our communities, we will light candles and sing Silent Night and the light will increase. The prophet Isaiah proclaimed a time when those who walk in the shadows would see a great light. A light would shine and a child would be born. The evangelist Luke painted the nativity sky and repeated the heavenly song of the angels. Glory, peace on earth, and goodwill. John declared that this great light is Christ, the Word made flesh. And this great light lives among us. However you may be feeling as we approach this Christmas, whatever fears, frustrations, pain, sorrow, or even joy and enthusiasm exists, may it all be focused on a manger, on the birthplace of the light, Jesus who came for us. And may that light shine in us. Back to our text. It tells us, For God who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts, so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. And it's through this light that Paul shared in this same chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He said this, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. 
We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. This phrase here, never abandoned by God. Wow. May this truth fill us with hope and joy. I have two takeaways for us as we prepare to celebrate. First, if you have trusted in Jesus, the light, allow this Christmas to be a reminder that you are not abandoned. Say it, repeat it, live it. Let this Christmas be a reminder that you are not abandoned. Here's the second takeaway. If you have never trusted in Jesus, the light, would you consider him again this Christmas? He came for you. He stepped into the world for you. He lived and died for you. He rose again for you. For you. Jesus, the light, is for you. Will you trust in him? Father, we are grateful for this opportunity to celebrate the arrival of Jesus. God, fill us with hope and joy, I do pray. I'd like for you to keep your head bowed and your eyes closed for just a moment. Maybe you are hearing this and you would say that you have trusted in Jesus. Then I would encourage you, be filled with joy that you are not abandoned. And just communicate that to God right now. Let him know how thankful you are for his love and presence. Maybe you're watching this in the thought of trusting in Jesus, the light who came for you is very appealing and you're ready for that, then I would just encourage you, wherever you may be, from your heart to God's ears, say to him, God, I know that I need you. Just tell him. Let him know that you are a sinner and you fall short of his glorious standard. And thank him for sending Jesus for you. God initiated all of this for you. Thank him for sending Jesus. Advent for you. And then tell God right now that you are trusting in Jesus, the light alone to rescue you. Put your trust in him alone. Tell God that. And then thank him for rescuing you. If that's a prayer you have offered up, I want to say congratulations to you. I believe this will be your greatest Christmas ever. You have the light. Father, 
Again, we are thankful for this time. And we give honor to you for sending Jesus for us. We celebrate him now. For it's in his name that we do pray. Amen. Well, God's generous gift at Christmas in sending his son for us is something that inspires our own generosity. Looking out, considering the needs of others and giving, here's what it does. It takes the actions of God and moves them from something we study and read to something that we do ourselves. A fantastic way to bring light to others is through our Christmas initiative. I want to share that with you. Let's watch this together.